What if you made a deal to consume a certain piece of media someone else picked out for you? Something you might or might not know anything about. What if the second half was that you picked out the next piece of media to consume? Would you agree to it? This week, we tried out with the long-awaited second installment of The Deal with Hamilton and Sinister. Hello and welcome back to the Going Off Topic podcast. It is your friendly co-host, Dukes. Hope everybody out there is doing well. It's been a long time, but man, we are happy to be back. And of course, it wouldn't be right unless I introduce the actual host, Mr. Kyle Fauché, a.k.a. Fauché. Fauché, it has been so long. How are you, man? I'm so excited to hear your voice. Let's hear it. How are you doing, man? I am doing great. It is wonderful to be back on the mic. Like you said, it's been far, far too long. Um, and it's been far, far too long that we've been holding up this deal. Uh, you know, life happens. Things uh, things come, they go. You, you got to do what you can. But we are back. And I can promise the listeners that we're going to get back on a more regular cadence. I know we've said that before, but whether it's weekly or every other week, we have some ideas. We're back in the lab. We're ready to roll. So if you, I'm hoping that you did not unsubscribe on your, uh, your podcast uh, listening device of choice. But if you have, resubscribe, get back on the social media. We're going to be sharing. We're, gonna get, we're getting back into the game. So yeah, we're here. We're, we're ready to talk about the deal. Um, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. And I, it's just, it's nice to be back with you. I can tell you that. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to hear your voice again, Fosh. You know, you can tell by my intro that I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk about the things that we always talk about, films, media in general. But you, you mentioned it. It's the deal, okay? The deal is a simple, it's a simple concept, man. We, we make deals all the time, okay? Mm. But our, our deals revolve around media. And, and the idea is, is you recommend something and I recommend something, right? Pretty simple. But there's a little bit more of a twist to it. And here what's the crazy part. You said it's been, you know, a while. I said in the intro, the long-awaited Come to find out that almost two years long awaited. So here we are on the second installment, installment, excuse me. If you haven't checked out the first installment, please go do that. Here's what it was. Foshe and I watched the entire first season, or I'm sorry, first season, the entire all five seasons of The Wire. That was my first time. It was his 10,000th. And then my part of the deal was since Foshe loves horror movies so much, we decided to do a double whammy. And we did two of my all-time favorites, The Witch and Hereditary. Mm. Great conversations. We had to split it out. We talked for so long. Today, though, in the second version, we're cramming them together because we 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 knew it had been a while. We knew we were going to be a little bit a little, little bit rusty, as Foshi said. Life caught up with us. We had to get, catch up on time, so we kept it simple. And what we did this time for the second installment is one to one movie ratio. Really simple. Okay. Question though that I have for Foshi, and as I said in the intro, by the way, we're talking about Hamilton. It was mm. Foshi's pick, and I picked Sinister, one of my all-time favorites. One of the interesting things is that Foshi and I had a conversation not too long ago, and the conversation was when it comes to the deal, and if we're going to do further iterations and f- more versions of the deal, what is the strategy? And what I mean by that is my strategy for Foshi. And his strategy for me. And the question I thought was very interesting. I want to I want to ask him here before we get started. You know, basically we boiled it down to, or I did at least, the, what my thinking is, well, it kind of either comes down to either a recommendation or experiment. I think the first time when we did the, the first installment, I would say that those were both recommendations. Whereas now, I think you can consider Fauché's pick of the deal being the Hamilton movie, I should specify. That feels more of an experiment. I think he was experimenting with me to see mm. where I would fall, how it would hit me, how it would land. This is not my genre. It's not my style. It's completely outside the box for me. But I think you could say the same thing about me. I stuck with horror. I went with one of my all-time favorites. And so I, even though it is a recommendation, it's also for Fauché a little bit of a test to get him out of the box and see if he can, if I can finally turn him to the dark side of the horror world. Fauché, uh, do you feel either way and, 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 and moving forward? You know, is there a strategy behind? Because I already know that you're cooking up more deals. Is there a strategy behind your your madness? Uh, yeah. So no, that's a great um, you know, a, a great little background on the deal. Like you said, the first time, and then the first thing, yeah, the Hereditary and the Witch. Um, one for two wasn't too bad on your end, and then we did the Wire, which was which was very very long. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting when we talked about it too about how we're looking at at this going forward because I actually texted you and I was like because I was you know I was thinking of I was thinking of ideas and on on Letterboxd app I've actually created a list of hey these are the things I want to I want to do for the next deal whether it's movies that I like that I don't think that you've seen before or whether it's things where it's like hey I watched this movie five ten years ago 
loved it, bought the DVD, but I've actually never watched it since. So let's put that in and see if it still lives up to the hype. Um, and I think I, I can tell you now that the you converting me to a horror fan is, is just not going to happen at, at this, at my old age. I don't think, uh, I think I'm stuck in my ways on that one, which which we will discuss during Sinister. But yeah, when you mentioned Hamilton and saying like, oh, it's more of an experiment, and we'll talk about this more too when we when we talk about Hamilton. Is I, I really didn't think about it that way. But then when you were like, oh yeah, this is only the, you know, whatever second musical I've ever actually seen or been to, uh, that definitely changed the dynamic because there are, and I've definitely added some more music to the letterbox list of recommendations to see how it goes um but there's just a whole nother thought behind like oh i've actually never seen something like this let's have a conversation on it let's watch it and talk about it because it's it's very fun it's interesting um but i don't think you know i think we kind of came to the conclusion that there really are no rules to the deal if you want to if you're like hey no rules i just watched this thing last week i think you would either love it or i'm interested i'm or i'm just flat out interested to see what your opinion is this is my this is my recommendation. Let's do it. Or hey, I love this movie. I don't think you've seen it. Let's do it. Um, or hey, I've actually never seen this. Let's see. Let's watch it together for the first time and then hop on it and kind of talk about it and see what we both think. You might love it. I might hate it. We'll kind of see where it goes. But yeah, the deal is something like you said. We we do this all the time in life with gambling, with with betting, with hey, I'll do this if you do this. You know, I do it at home with with Ellen all the time. Like hey, I'll do the dishes if you run down and and feed the cats or something. You know. With this, it's, you know, we're, we're huge media fans. We want to expand our horizons and see kind of what we like, what we don't like. And the deal is something super simple. We don't, obviously, we don't put a time frame on it because the first one was two years ago almost. Uh, but there's going to be more coming um, for sure. And it's something to kind of look forward to. And it's always, you know, even the horror movies, you know, I, I will talk about it. I'm not a big horror guy. Even just having the conversation of hopping on and talking through these things and kind of being like, oh, this is something new let's talk about it. Like that's always something fun. And I feel like it's kind of, it's also a, a recommendation between us and the viewer to, or the listener too, where, Hey, you might not have ever seen this. We're going to talk about it. Maybe you're interested in it. Maybe you're like uh, teetering on the fence and you hear us talk about it. You're like, okay, I'll go check it out. Um, the deal is always something fun for us to do for sure. kind of keeps us, uh, keeps us on our toes. That's for sure. There you go. You, you, you heard it. It's a mixture of a little bit of everything. That's why we're doing this. And I have to admit for everyone out there, you know, this one was delayed because of me. I took a very long, I made fun of Fauché on the first time for trying to purposely, my theory was that he was purposely delaying because of the horror. And then here I am. I mean, it took months to get me to come around this. So all apologies. But with that, I think it's a good segue. Let's get right into it, man. I want to start with your pick. I want you to lead us into this. So mm. your choice for my part of the deal was Hamilton. Specifically, the movie, which was on Disney Plus, it still is. This is a movie that came out on uh, Disney, or I'm sorry, during COVID, um, in the height of COVID, I think actually, or maybe in the start. I can't even remember. It was so long ago. This is where, of course, Hamilton referring to the most famous Broadway play ever at this point now, probably the most selling. I'm not sure about that one. This is the play created by Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, starring you know David Diggs, uh, Jonathan Goff, Anthony Ramos, Leslie Odom Jr. to to name a few. Huge cast, great performance, ran around the world. Everybody knows it now. It's a household name. Then we released the movie, which I have my I had my questions about how it was made, how it was done. But Foshi, I want to start with you. You chose this. Please start us off with why. Yeah. So. Um... It, it, like you said, it came out in 2020. So actually July of 2020. So yeah, right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I think, you know, I'd have to look, I meant to look this up beforehand, but I don't think it was supposed to come out on Disney plus that soon. And then when COVID hit, they were like, Oh, we should push this out. So people have something to kind of do. Um, but yeah, as far as, as why Hamilton and why like a musical, um, my mom is a big, um, really big into musicals. And there's, there's quite a few that, she showed us when we were kids and I still really like now, like singing in the rain is one of my all time favorite movies, uh, West side story, seven brides for seven brothers. Like some of those old, old classics, um, we, we really love. And also, you know, Ellen likes them too. So we would always just pop on a, a musical here and there. And then obviously when Hamilton was, was at Broadway and even just on, you know, on Broadway or off Broadway, like, you know, down in St. Louis and the Fox or whatever it was, it's huge. It's, it's, absolutely massive it's 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 a huge thing it's a lot of fun 
and it was like you said, it was kind of an experiment. I honestly had no idea. I think you told me a couple weeks ago that Hamilton was your only your second musical that you'd ever seen. You went to your sure. first one a couple months ago. Um, so really like sure. within the last six months, you've seen two musicals. Um, <laughs> yes. And they're like two newer ones too, right? Like Hamilton is new. The other one you saw, I can't remember what it was called, but it was relatively new too. It wasn't like an old show, like singing in the rain or wicked or something like that, where it's kind of like an old school mentality. Like these are both like newer musicals where Hamilton is like kind of have a, has a hip hop background with the music and Lin-Manuel Miranda being part of it. Um, and it, it, I mean, I remember the first time we watched it, it's, it's really, it's only two hours and 40 minutes, which is long, but I thought it was longer than that for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like, I thought it was like, I thought it was legit like three hours, but um, it's long, but the performances and the different people that play different parts and do different things and how they just change who they are mid halfway through the show. I know it's a big, it's like a musical thing where you don't have a huge cast. Usually it's like 10 people and they all just kind of alternate back and forth. But I think the way this one was done, the whole, the new aspect of it where it wasn't like, Oh, singing in the rain came out in the, when, I don't know, this is going to sound terrible. Let's say the the fifties. And now from fifties till now, every year there's a new singing in the rain that somebody does new cast. This was like something brand new that he created and brought to everybody. And it's a huge thing. So I thought it was something different. Uh, you know, usually I think the last thing we did was The Wire. I like to recommend comedies. I like to do that kind of stuff. But this was something just completely off the wall to where I was like, he absolutely might hate this, but it's going to be a fun conversation. I think just a cool thing for you to see um, because we're both, you know, I don't want to like hit the hip hop side too hard, but we're both big hip hop fans. And normally, quote unquote, normally musicals are those like, classic music there's not you know it's just kind of normal classical style music this one is totally different a totally different thing so um the cast like you said leslie odom jr lynn himself david diggs jonathan groff did you know that was the guy from mindhunter did you know that i did yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. jonathan groff um and even some of the other people that aren't like huge names now but have become like really famous or are just huge Broadway stars. It, it was really cool to see. Absolutely. You know, if, I, I, I think that's the beauty of the deal, right? Is that, you know, like you said, this is not kind of the normal thing. So it, it sparks a little bit of a, of a different conversation, which is the whole point here. So you're, you are correct, by the way, in saying that this technically, I've only seen one live Broadway play. Mm. Uh, this is my second. It's not live. I understand. Second overall. The first one was, was Hadestown, which is, uh, a cool a cool play overall, but really why it was cool to me was because of the music, the genre. It was very blues, jazzy oriented, right? And I guess I should have read this for Hamilton. I guess I, I just passed this because I, I'm assuming that everyone in the world knows what Hamilton is. But here's the quick mm. s- summary from Google that, y- that you get. I, it, it's helpful just to know, I guess, in case you are one of the 10 people in the world that don't know <laughs> about it. This is the original Broadway production of the award-winning musical that tells the story of Alexander Hamilton, first, secret- first secretary of the treasury, blending hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway styles filmed from Richard Rogers Theater in New York. Mm. So, yes, hip-hop, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I, I mean, listen, as far as Broadway goes, it was it was a good time. I have to admit, though, it took me two iterations to watch. I didn't watch it all the way straight through just because it was longer, mm. which isn't a good excuse. I've watched two hours and 45 minute <laughs> movies before, so I can't I can't ban that. But I will say this, like overall Broadway's I, I'm never going to seek out this genre. Mm. I, 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 I have been very vocal on podcasts before that musical movies films with songs in them i despise they just do something to me i can't really explain it it's just not my flavor but this is not a musical i mean this is a movie that that they made of 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 an actual broadway play so it's not quite the same what while watching it though i thought wow you know this is great they're doing a great job but I just don't know for me if I can move it into a top tier form of entertainment for me. Like if somebody said, wow, did you love it? I would say like, yeah, it was cool. You know, that's what they said to me the first time. I'm like, wow, you went to your first Broadway play. What was it? Oh, that's amazing. How was it? I was like, oh, it was a good time. It was like, that, that's it. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool, you know, and there's nothing, no disrespect to anybody who likes it or the performers. I know that it takes an immense amount of skill. I know there's planning. I know what, what I love is actually what goes into the play. That's the, 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 the nerdy stuff, you know, the set design and the orchestration and, you know, um, the lighting and the choreography like that's super cool. You know, I just the whole thing as a as a play is, is just I don't know, maybe I need more experience. I don't know. But overall, I, I thought it was cool, man. I. The hip hop was refreshing. Mm. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but it was fine. I will. I do have to admit some things. Though. I don't know. I don't know if you want me to jump into like my nitpicking or, or what do you want to do? There's a, here, here's what stood out to me. Number one, if the story was true, I learned some things. I did, you know, which is interesting. I can't tell you if it's true or not about Alexander Hamilton, but if those things are true, it, that was interesting. I, I felt like, oh, that's interesting. I learned that. I didn't know that. The second thing was was that. I thought all of the acting performances were fantastic, but I have to admit, and this is no disrespect. I'm so sorry, but Lynn, Lynn Manuel's voice after our, after the 90 minute mark, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I can handle any more rapping from this guy. <laughs> it was like the tone of his voice was, it's like very thin and lighthearted, but he's like also giving all his performance. So he's also like really kind of whiny, you know, he's like, you know, and it's just like, he's given it. And I respect that. And I appreciate that. But after, after two straight hours of it, I'm like, Oh man, I think I, I think I need a breather. So subconsciously, I think that was a part of, of the break, but that's okay. The, the other stand out to me was that, and this is kind of random, probably Foshi. So I don't know how you feel about this, but the woman who played Eliza or Elza, what's her name? Uh, hold on. Yeah. Philippa yeah. Sue. Yeah. Philippa Sue. Philippa Sue. I don't know her, her career. But she should have 25 plays lined up. Mm. She was by far, hands down, the best singer. I Her voice is, I mean, heaven sent. That, that, it was hypnotizing. I, 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 while I was sitting there listening to Lin-Manuel rap, I'm sitting there thinking, I just want to hear her sing. Like, <laughs> she could sing about, the, she was singing depressing stuff and all. I was like, she is fantastic. I don't know who that is, but shout out to you. I am a mm. huge fan. I thought she absolutely murdered it. Everyone did a great job. Leslie, oh, you know, my, my second favorite was Leslie Odom Jr. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of his, but I thought he did a fantastic job. Jonathan Goff was good. Uh, he's a great, you know, great singer, but, you know, he, he wasn't uh, um, in it too, too much. Uh, I did know originally, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Mindhunter or whatever, mm. but I, uh, I knew that he had come from Broadway before that. Like, I knew that he was Broadway coming to acting. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking out for him on the new um the new uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Come on now, M. Night. Yes, sir. <laughs> so overall, my hot take is this, and I, I let, me, let me let me let me take it to Letterbox here. Do you mm. know what my 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 rate? I, I you know I'm, I try to write a review. I try to write uh, you know some ratings and track all of my my things. But let me let me just take this from here, okay? Here's what I put. I, I gave it a three out of five stars. Okay, Ooh, so okay. for me, nice. I break that down into percentages, right? So that's sixty percent. It's not fantastic. And what I said was it was a solid good time, but I felt super long. And after a couple hours of Lynn's voice, it started to get to me. Mm. That was my review. No disrespect, but that's just kind of how I felt. Foshe, am I validated or am I crazy? What, what, where, where do I fall in the spectrum here? No, I, I think um, everything that you're saying, you know, er, like that, that's the thing of the deal is, is that everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has their own, their thing. I could definitely see where, you know, the, like obviously Lynn is incredible and he wrote the whole thing and did everything and set it all up and, and did the court most, I think the choreography and everything he he's really good. But I think the second time around watching it, the second time, full time watching it, we we've turned it on randomly at, at night to you know watch and we fall asleep during it or whatever. But I, I think everybody, you know, like, uh, Philip Sue, Leslie Odom Jr. David Diggs, like all of those people like, yeah, Lynn is great. But I think those, uh, like not even secondary, but like, co-stars are just incredible like david diggs playing uh marquise de lafayette and thomas jefferson it was just it was a blast like he, he was great uh leslie odom jr during the whole thing is awesome and yeah i think so you know yeah like you said like philip her voice and even the, the the woman who played angelica renee uh elise goldsberry she was great uh anthony ramos i know he's he's gotten really big lately um and i didn't even realize that ariana debose who was on Westworld and who was in West uh, Wild uh, West Side Story? 
she's part of the ensemble, like not even like a, a main character. It just literally says ensemble on IMDb, and she's like a huge star now. Um, but yeah, I think those co-stars are the guy Chris Jackson, the guy who played George Washington, was incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I think your points are valid. Um, I think it, it's you know everybody has their own style, their own taste, and I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in just a minute when we talk about Sinister. But I, I think it's it's not it's something that I think I gave it a four out of five on um i on letterboxd um and again i'm, I'm a musical person I, I like going to see him we go to the we go to the muni all the time we'll watch him on tv um but i don't think it's something that like i'm gonna there's probably four or five other ones that i would rather watch before i like go back to watch this one uh it's great it's really it's like what name one of those oh like singing in the rain is like one of my like like legit put that like, above hamilton yeah, like Singing in the Rain is like a top five like movie for me. Like I love Singing in the Rain. Um, I, all the ones that I mentioned before too, like West Side Story, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is one that my mom loved and that we grew up with. Um, and I think it's- See, just- and that's the thing for me is like, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle a non, like there are genres of music that, the thing about this play that's enticing to me is the genre that it, it's centered around. Now, I, I, I'll be honest. I couldn't find any information around why he chose to do like the hip hop version of Hamilton, specifically Hamilton. I Like, did he just want to do Hamilton and he loves hip hop and he just did the two? Like, did something connect the dots for him of why it should specifically be Hamilton's story and why it should specifically be hip hop oriented? I, I couldn't find that, but I don't know if I could do like a non hip hop a non RB or a non blues play. I, mm. I I think that I would really, really struggle. And those like West Side Story and stuff, I don't even know like what it almost feels like the genre is Broadway. It's not even like centered around like a mainstream genre. Am, am I crazy? No. So that, you said that that's kind of what it is. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's like classical, like, yeah, like a Broadway style. But yeah, yeah Ellen yeah. mentioned this because she watched some of Hamilton with me again on the rewatch. And she was like, Hamilton is literally like, all singing like there's really like there's maybe 10 normal lines of dialogue whereas these other ones like singing in the rain there it's maybe a little bit more like 60 40 or 50 50 to where it's like they're actually talking in the movie but there's also just like songs in the movie too um so i'd be interested to see and i have some of those on the list um so uh, eventually we do another deal i might have to recommend one you might hate it you might dread it and then we want i won't ever do another one um but <laughs> It's it's interesting to see because yeah, like this one is literally for two hours and it's two what it's say like, two hours and forty minutes long, for two hours and thirty minutes of that, two hours and thirty five minutes of that, it's probably all singing. Like they're going from song to song, in Singing in the Rain, they're going from song to dialogue, a whole movie scene in between to another song to dialogue to another scene to singing. Uh, it's kind of split up a little bit differently, but yeah, I, I think it's. Um, it's something just different. And I think it, it worked. It's it perfect for like the deal. Uh, Cause you would never, yeah, you absolutely. would never go seek this out for yourself. Right. You would never be no, like, Oh, I'm no, going to sit down and turn no. on Hamilton. Like you'd never do that. No, absolutely. And, and the one thing that stuck out to me, and I'm glad that I looked it up afterwards to find out that I was not the only one asking about it, which was the whole time I had me thinking, no, this is well done. I, how, how was this made? How was this done? Because, you know, I was watching it. And I'm like, this doesn't, I, I know that the whole thing, like there were, there were a couple audience shots, mm-hmm. but it was dark. You can't really see. I was like, did, are they piping in audio pose in post? Are they piping in audio sounds? But then there was a lot of close up shots that made me, did they just film this whole thing? Like, did they just do a, you know, so I don't know if anybody else is wondering this, but I actually looked this up. And so I don't know if you know this even, Foshi, but it turns out from what I've seen is that the entire process of this filming, started it was i think it was a three-day film and what happened was was that they actually started filming on a sunday after after a sunday matinee they started filming so they did a whole performance and then they started filming uh, oh i'm sorry they started filming during that sunday matinee with cameras getting the audience some of the audience shots then afterwards the cast and the crew continued to do close-ups dolly shots and crane shots all through the night on that sunday <laughs> Then they also continued all day Monday and then through the Tuesday and then finished by filming one more live performance on that Tuesday evening. So it was a combination of the both, which is very interesting. And knowing that gives me a lot more appreciation and and respect. Mm. I think it was, you know, on that front was really, really well done. 
And I want to give a shout out to the director, Thomas. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, Kale, maybe. But that part was really cool. And that is what I nerded out about. Not no so not so much the music and the, the play and all that is great. But I actually was really, really, really kind of taken back by how they did it in the production and, 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 and the, all the pieces being put together. Here's my final review on it, Fosh, mm. is that I had a good time. It was different. I'm glad that I stepped out of my box. But my ratings would say that I thought it was average. I gained a new fan for my girl, Philippa, I think is how you say. And uh, but here's the bad part, and and this is this is what I think is a real sign is that I couldn't tell you any of the names of the songs. I couldn't mm. tell you which one I liked and which one I didn't. I couldn't even tell you I liked the one that so and so sang. It all <laughs> just afterwards. What I realized is an hour later after I was thinking about it, it all just blended into one ball of music. Okay, and I just think that that's a sign that maybe. It's not meant for me. Yeah. Hey, that, that's, that's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I definitely have some of the songs downloaded on, on my Apple music and it's, it's always interesting when they come on and it's like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this is one of the songs from, from Hamilton. And I, I they, they're just, you know, obviously you can tell it's like, a, you know, that's a musical and stuff, but it's not like I downloaded them and then I'm like, ah, skip. Like I, I do listen to them sometimes and it's just something different, but yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that's the great thing about the deal is not every, you know, everybody's different and everything. It doesn't, not everything is for every person, but I'm glad that uh, you're able to get through it. And, you know, a, a three, <laughs> you said a three out of five, it's, a, it's a 60%. That's, that's above average. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, so my only question, uh, one more question, then we'll, then we'll move on to uh, sinister and kind of talk about that one. Um, would you, so obviously you're not gonna, I definitely have some more that I'm going to recommend. I'll, I'll recommend one more and then we'll see how it goes. And if you hate it, we'll, we'll never do another uh, musical type deal. But if, we were like, if say Hamilton came or not even Hamilton, say like uh, some, some show you'd never seen, maybe you'd heard about it. You'd never seen it, but it was coming to like the Fox or whatever. And we're like, we're going to group people together. You know, are you interested? Yeah, or would you be interested in going and checking out like another show, like a live, like a live show? Or did you like it more like a, f like film, like a movie? What, what was your, what would you like more? The, the live one that you went to or the movie that you watched? I enjoyed the live performance. Mm. And I would do that again, but I have to admit, if I had anything else going on, I would probably choose that thing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that like if it was, oh, like some people would drop a lot of things to go to that play. I would say, oh, I'm going to probably go do that other thing. Mm. That taken part, though, is that, you know, if that had a group of people that were really excited about it, I'm not going to be the buzzkill. I'm down to try it out. Like, I'm not against it. I just know that it's not going to be my thing. The only bad part, and I know this is for the St. Louis people, is that the Fox and the bathroom setup. And the rush, <laughs> you know what I hated was the intermission. Luckily, and I don't know if all plays are like this. I have no idea. But I'll tell you what really annoyed me is that these things are so long and the intermission is so far in that when that intermission happens, it's not an intermission. It's a bathroom break. And the entire audience, I mean, <laughs> bum rushes. And it is chaos in the bathroom. And I can't imagine how the women are doing it because the guys are just kind of peeing all over. But it's really weird. And then because you have to get back because they only give you like five to ten minutes and you can't miss the show. The whole thing goes dark. You don't want to be the jerk that's walking down the aisle and being the Hoosier who's going across the the thing. You know, excuse me. Like people are not about that. They take it very seriously. I found that out. And I was lucky to get in and out. But I was sitting there thinking. This is how it is every time. I mean, this is like intense. That's kind of how it was at the hockey game. You know what I mean? That's like mm. a blues game. I, it took me back. So I, I don't know if that's normal, if that was just my one experience, but I would definitely go to the live version for sure. I don't know yes. about watching movies, but I, I'd be in for a live version for sure. Okay, cool. All right. Well, are you ready to talk about Sinister? Sinister. Yeah, let's move on to it. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I, before we do this, I should say that according to the ratings, which we'll finish, I should have started with this also. Mm -hmm. It will it will prove to everyone that I'm uh, I'm the psychopath that I'm not one on the outside out. This is an eight point four out of ten on IMDb and it's a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I think that's pretty pretty good. Mm. It's an all time play. It makes sense for it to be an all time movie. Performances are fantastic. Highly recommended if you're a musical person is what I would say. With that being said, let's let's let, let's migrate. Let's segue. Let's move on to my part of the deal, mm. which was Sinister. Sinister is one of my top go to what I would consider an easy watching horror film. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is, here, here's the synopsis. It is a controversial true crime writer finds a box of super eight home movies in his new home, revealing that the murder case he is currently researching 
could be the work of an unknown serial killer whose legacy dates back to the 1960s. This is a movie that is written and directed by Scott Derrickson and most notably or most noticing star is Ethan Hawke. Mm. Okay. This is back in 2012. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a Rotten Tomatoes score of probably not fantastic. Um, Let me see. Do we have that up? 63 percent okay so we're not talking on the same rating scale as hamilton which is fair which is very fair (laughs) with that being said this is a movie where ethan hawk is like we said a a writer and he moves in by the way should we say spoiler alerts we have to spoil alert this is a spoiler okay yeah if you if you care about sinister just okay came out in 2012 so 11 years ago actually all the deal should be spoiler territory which which goes me back. Which goes back to my whole question with Hamilton. Did, did Hamilton really was he cheating like that? I mean, that guy. You know, that's crazy. And did his son really? I should have asked these questions. Did his son yeah. really get get hit with a ten a ten? Did people really do ten pace <laughs> shootoffs? That's not yeah. real. I thought that was for the movies. Like, how stupid are people? That's crazy. I don't know. Do you know any of those answers? Yeah, we were Ellen and I were talking about that too. Like, we were just sitting there watching that part. And we were like, man, how crazy was it that like. You know, not even like obviously it's a long time ago, but it's not like thousands of years ago. It's like you know a couple hundred years ago. Like people were actually doing duels. Like, cow, you know, do you believe even, that? Oh yeah, for sure. That, they, that people really did that. Yeah, like that's in the history books. Like that's what that's actually in history books of like what happened. I mean, that might be the dumbest <laughs> thing I've so ever crazy. heard in my entire life. To prove, I mean, a, to, you, you disagreed with somebody, so now let's go outside. We're gonna walk ten steps down the street, turn around, and we're gonna shoot each other. <laughs> Did they not think that people were just not going to cheat? Like, well, I mean, we know how terrible humans are. There's no zero, zero yeah. percent of people followed the 10 step rule. There's no way. I mean, same thing with like cowboys. Anyway, you, know, you, you go stand out in the street and at, at high noon, we're going to stand there. And when the when the the uh, the bell hits the clock, we're going to shoot each other. It's just I'll yeah, be honest. I thought it, I, I, I'm going conspiracy <laughs> theory. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was all just for the fluff. I thought it was for the movie. For the, I mean, no. it looks cool, you know? I, I honestly, I that blows my mind. Yeah, that's right, like the anyway. one thing I knew about uh in the history books for for whatever reason when we were kids, <laughs> like, you read about Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. That's like the one thing I do Yikes. going into this. I was like, yeah, Aaron Burr killed Hamilton during a duel. But anyway, I yeah. had no idea. That shows how illiterate I am. I'm <laughs> I'm just ridiculous. That's, that makes sense though. So on to Sinister. Sinister is the 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 story of like we kind of outlined before. Ethan Hawke is a struggling. Well, he was a famous, very famous, best selling writer. He's not anymore. He goes on for the next big hit. And what do you know? He moves into the house of this murder. It's an unsolved murder where the child is missing, comes to find a box of Super 8 films, which you got to love the Super 8 films. Come on. You got to love them. Turns to find out that by watching the films, he starts uncovering more and more of a widespread mystery that all accumulates to him, ultimately uncovering a an ancient deity mm. named uh. Bagul, Bagul. classic classic and uh (laughs) poor ethan hunt doesn't uh doesn't see the bright side of Bagul. he you know gets the best of them like 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 ancient deities usually do yeah with that being said foshi here we are we are in the horror film again but the reason i picked this is because i remember way back in 2012 eons ago at this point walking out of sinister and one of the few times that i can remember probably on one hand no joke walking out of a specifically a horror film thinking wow that might have been one of the best horror films i've seen in a long time Mm. now with that being said there are problems we will talk about that in a little bit but overall as far as an experience goes i think that this is a perfect entry level film that is very highly well done and also has a lot of nerdy characteristics that i drool over Mm. the reason that we picked this and i picked this is because it is very much what people would consider to be a jump scare movie mm. okay i am not usually a jump scare guy just because they usually tend to be on the corny side that's usually the bad rap unless you do it really well there are definitely ones that you know franchises too you know but with that being said though my thinking behind this is that and this is something i'll read my review in a little bit all the way up until the very end of that movie I think it is a very well done and successful jump scare movie that is centered around a paranormal subgenre. That's my favorite. Okay, so we're right in my sweet spot. I have problems with the last 20 minutes or so, probably Mm. last 30, 35 minutes, but almost because the first hour is so, I like, I love it so much that I'm okay to live with it. 
before I get into any more details for me, I, I'm so curious to hear what your thoughts are overall. You're not a horror guy. You're not mm. a paranormal guy. Mm-mm. This is a jump scare. Mm. We're talking about ancient deities. We're talking about <laughs> things that air quotes are not real. If you believe it, you know, Foshi, where did you fall? How did you feel? Just tell me about your experience as a whole. Uh, yeah. So when you said earlier that, that the, the ancient deity gets, that gets the best of, of Ethan Hawke, I, I don't, I don't, I think we're, the ancient deities are undefeated at this point. I don't think anybody's taking one down um, <laughs> so far in the point, deal. So, yeah. They are undefeated <laughs> in the deal. Um, if you haven't seen my trend, by the way, Foshi, my, my, my picks so far have been the witch hereditary and sinister. Yes. I think there's a thing for paranormal demonic summoning is, 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 is my sweet spot. Yeah. And to recap the hereditary and the witch um, for the listeners out there, I hated hereditary. Um, it was I think I gave it one star on Letterbox, and I think that might have been because I didn't realize you could give things half a star. Uh, so I might oh. go back and edit that. But anyway, uh, the oh. witch, the witch, I can't oh. remember what I gave on Letterbox, but I I enjoyed the witch. I think I gave it maybe like a three, uh, three and a half. But I did like the witch. I thought it was good. Um, but man, oh my god, I, I I just can't do horror movies. Uh, I think we had a conversation after I watched Sinister. Um, off mic, it, we didn't go into too much detail because we wanted to save it for mm-hmm. here, but. I, I just can't do, I can't do horror movies, man. Like it just, for some reason, even though I know like the is not a real thing, like it's nothing. It's just something that somebody made up, man. It, that stuff just sticks with me for days, dude. Like I, I literally was like, didn't want to go outside in the dark and didn't want to go in the basement in the dark and like just all this shit where it's like, I'm a 30 year old man. I know this isn't real. I should be fine, but it just sticks with me for some reason. Uh, and I, I gave it. So on letterbox, I gave it a three out of five. Ooh, 60% not bad, right? I like it, that for you. Yes, as it could yes. Be. After um, that, after that blatant disrespect for the best movie <laughs> ever made hereditary. I, I mean, I will take that. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, a couple scenes in this movie that really stuck with me. The one scene that I legitimately like, I, I think like actually like really, really, really scared me was when there's there's like a, a close up. It's completely dark and it's on Ethan Hawke's face and there's like a there's like half of his face. It's like his face is on half the screen. And then one of the kids, I think, one of the, the kid, obviously we're spoiling this, one of the kids from previously that was murdered or yes. that did the murdering yes. uh, pops up on the screen. And man, I was, uh, I, I was, I was done after that. I was out. Um, so would you say, I'm sorry to jump in here, but would you say <laughs> that even though, because it sounds like similar to what I was saying about Hamilton, where it's just not my thing and it was fine. Mm. Where hormones are clearly not your thing. I mean, you're, you're saying that to us. But would you say that it was effective? Would you say, I mean, you know, because really what this is, is, you know, in, in, just like with all versions of art, they say art is subjective. How do you know? Right. It will. Mo- a lot of people will say that art, true art is anything that evokes some kind of emotional response. Mm. That's that's a very blatant general term. Would you say that it was effective there? Is that why that three-star rating? Or was it that you could tell that it was well done? Were there any aspects that you did like? Like, what put you up to that three-star category? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a good question because I think any horror movie that I've seen has been effective on me. Like, it doesn't matter if it's some – like, I, mean, I guess the only ones that I, I do kind of like, and I don't, I don't even know – I guess we've talked about horror movies before. There's different categories. There's different subgenres. Like, I, I do like slasher movies. Like, I like Friday the 13th movies. I like those type of things. Um, but, like, jump scares and those type of things, like, they're effective on me, but it's just because I can't, like, turn it off after the movie where it's like, oh, this is – like, Ellen, she loves horror movies. She'll watch them, and she'll be like, oh, hour and a half, I was scared. Like, no, I'm fine. Let's go walk the dog. Let's go do this. Where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting on the couch with the lights on, I'm not doing nothing. Um, but yeah, I think as far as three out of five, I think it was a pretty interesting. Um, it was an interesting story. I love Ethan Hawke. I think he's he, anything with Ethan Hawke probably starts out as like a one and a half or a two star automatically mm-hmm. uh, because I just, yeah. I think he's, he's just a super interesting actor, but yeah, I thought the story was pretty interesting. Um, and then the, I thought the twist was interesting, but I wasn't, like blown away by it i i thought not that i knew like what was going to happen or what was coming or maybe i i, I probably just thought like bagul was the guy and that was it um but i wasn't like oh shit like there's this crazy twist at the end of the movie where he's actually again spoiler we mentioned this before where he's actually like possessing the children and the children actually go in and, and kill their 
family. Um, and then they're basically like, I guess his little henchmen now where he, they live in the underworld or whatever they're from. Um, and now all the kids just live with Pagul and they're one big, happy murdering family. Um, but yeah, I thought the story was cool. I thought Ethan Hawke was great. I thought the performances were pretty good. Um, and I think that's probably what I would base my three out of five on. Um, okay. I, I, I totally get oh, what you're And my guy Ziggy from The Wire was in it. So that ought to make Yeah, like, well, of course. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get at is with my, with my one of my main goals with the deal is I'm trying to unravel, not just force you to like horror, mm. but I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to unravel a form of appreciation to where you can say, hey, I don't want to give Hereditary one star just because it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. You know, I want to give it like I hated it, but I give it something more than that just because I, I know, you know, I, I can appreciate the characteristics, the aspects, the making of it being a good film. Mm. You know, what I mean by that is you and I watch Bullet Train, okay? Mm. We both kind of had a similar <laughs> thing where Bullet Train is a fun time, but like, would you say that that is a great extremely well done movie I, I don't know it looked pretty but like you know if you go into a movie maybe i don't know like inception or something where you're like that is the best made even if it's action there, there are there are characteristics and aspects of it that elevate it to a new level right it's not just storytelling it's you know especially with horror you got to watch out for cop-outs and all of these other things so i guess what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to uh, unravel you a little bit just to say like i'm not expecting a five star but I'm hoping that that three star is made up of a, yeah, you know, it's just not my thing. I couldn't do it, but I could appreciate what, what was there, you know, in general, that's kind of, I think what my goal is. Yeah. And I think some of it, um, like, you know, I, Midsommar, I watched that. Um, I don't remember last year or the year before, and I loved it. I thought Midsommar was fucking great. Like I thought that was one of the, I mean, one of the coolest movies I've seen recently where it was just completely blew me away. And I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I gave that a four or five and a half star. Um, mm -hmm. Because it was, it was a horror movie, but it was like, um, it was more like a psychological thing. Like it wasn't like something crazy, fucked up, something scary. But I think also the part of it is like it's just me. Like I get like when part of the reason you know you just you said you drug your feet on Hamilton, but I 100% drug my feet on Sinister because I have to get in a certain mood. Like there was one night we were sitting there on the couch and I was like, oh, do you want to watch this? And I like turned on the trailer beforehand and I was like, nope, not watching that tonight. I'm out like immediately. <laughs> um, and I think part of it is like. I do this with other things too. I think everybody does where you're like, okay, I got to watch this. I'm going to do it. Like, let's do it. But you get in your own mind. You're like, this is going to be scary. I'm not going to like it. I'm, not even that I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to be scared. And then you're just the whole movie. You're like on edge and freaking out. And like I said, I just, I just have a problem after a movie where I just can't turn it off. I'm like, shit, like who knows? Like Bagul could be in my fucking basement right now, even though I'm, <laughs> even though I'm a 30 year old man and I know Bagul is not fucking real. I just watched this movie and I'm like, I don't know, man. He could be down there. This could be it for yeah. me. Like, you never know. He might just jump out of the closet and th this could be the end. Um, it's very true. You never know. It, man. It's just a, it's just those silly things. But no, I, I thought it was good. Um, like I said, Ethan Hawke is, is always great. I don't think I've ever seen any. I haven't seen obviously I haven't seen all his movies, but I don't think I've ever seen really anything bad with him in it. Um, the story was cool. Um, and it was an, another one where it was mostly uh, I guess not. But when I think back about it, it was mostly in the dark and at night. There's definitely some other scenes in there, but I feel yeah. like a lot of it is, is kind of like in the night and like a dark, dark thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of, I'm going to use that as a segue to my input mm. on this because, you know, it's my pick. I feel it's only right that I kind of give some pros and cons of what of I like and what I don't like and why I suggested it. Okay. So here, so you're right here. here here's my overall. Why do I love this movie? And here's why. Number one, the lighting, it's dark the whole time. It's dark. I love that. I love it. It all takes place in mainly one location. It's a couple other, but it's just simple. Yeah, it's it's just simple tough, and effective. What do I love the most? This is where I nerd out. This is one of my all-time favorite sound designs. Shout out to the sound designer and the composer. The sound design and co composing combination of this film, I absolutely adore. It was one of the reasons that back in 2012, it hit me instantly. The reason is, is because what this it, the movie setup is unique, but also not unique. Okay, so what's not unique is the first hour relays around, basically takes and completely rips off of a found footage effect. Okay, so what happens is Ethan Hawke finds this box of films, and they're all labeled like, you know. By the way, he finds it in his attic, pitch black, never good. The day, the day. <laughs> by the way, this movie. When you say, and here's what else I love. 
this movie, this storyline, it happens like a snap of the finger. Okay. They move in day one, day night one. He finds it. I think the whole movie takes a course maybe over three, four days. I mean, it is like boom, 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 nonstop. You got to love that. It's short, sweet, effective. But he finds this box and they're all labeled like their home movies, you know, like barbecue and they have the year barbecue 79 or, um, you know, walking the dog 85. You know, one of them actually takes place in St. Louis, which actually is the Mm. least fun uh, out of all of them, which is a shame. But um, what happens is, is he's investigating this murder and he finds his box like this is not my box. So, of course, he watches them. Right. But what happens is, is these are the films that basically spoil alert here again. But but when Bagul takes a control of the children, he basically makes them do very creative ways of killing their entire family. I mean, that's the, that's the sum of it. And then they record it all because the whole thing about Bagul is that he's an ancient deity that through forms of media can reach out, grab, and basically control people. And then he takes them into the media. I don't. We're going to get to the nitpicking in a second here. Mm. But through that, you're already like, okay, you know, I, I, I got you. That doesn't explain until later on, but what happens is, is that he watches these families and connects these multiple murders of unsolved murders, and he watches the home footage of them all dying. They're all unique, different scenarios, which alone are very hard to watch, but they're fun yeah. because the sound design takes you to another level. What they decided to do is they actually took every one of these home videos and, complete, and applied a completely different and separate sound design to it. So you might have just the overall ambiance of the, of the house and all these things. But when you are transported into this eight, this, 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 the eight millimeter film or whatever it is, now you're in this whole different world because now you're hearing and your sound, you, you, the sound takes you to the actual recording of the found footage. So you're not watching it as Ethan. You're now you're watching like the actual film and it's totally different. It's very, it's very kind of bizarre. There's a lot of weird sounds, a lot of droning effects and, you know, random. And it just puts you in this presence of like, yikes, you know, that's, that's not great. I don't, I don't feel great. I feel yeah, uneasy. uneasy. Yeah. Exactly. But everyone's different. I think there's probably five of them. Uh, two of them are very similar. I don't know if they're actually different. I think they might've capped out on, on, on one of those, but either way, they're very unique. They're very different. And I, I love that about it. Not to mention that the overall composing and, uh, and sound design when you're outside of the film is very low tones, drones. That That's my sweet spot anyway. Okay. So what happens is, is through these films, he's watching, he's watching, he's watching, and then it turns into your kind of average supernatural investigation, right? Then he contacts an old mm-hmm. uh, professor who says, hey, you know, basically he, he keeps rewatching these films, and every time he picks something up on them, and then he sends that information out, he gets more information back, turns out that it's this deity named Bagul, right? He starts seeing Bagul in the films. And that that whole hour is I loved it. You're just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And he's like finding more in the film. So you're you're being forced to rewatch sections of this unnerving film. And I thought, wow, this is great. It's fantastic. Here's the bad parts. Mm. Uh, The bad part is the last thirty five ish minutes, maybe. And I'm trying to see what this is rated. I, this cannot be a rated R movie. I think it has to be a, a PG-13 movie. I can't I can't find that. But the reason I say that is because I feel like, and I you know no disrespect to anybody who made this, I just feel like the end, they really copped out for like a, a, a lower age, a younger audience. Rated R. Oh, it's rated R. Okay, yeah, never mind. Um, well, maybe that's why I think that it's a soft entry. Mm. And here's why. Fauché is funny because Fauché noted the one part that signifies where everything goes downhill for me is exactly what he said was his quitting moment. (laughs) And that is exactly why this film is effective. It can grab and encapsulate me, who I would like to think that I'm a semi-experienced horror fan, Mm. and then still reach out to the non-horror fans to be like, oh, man, it got me. Okay, and what that moment is, is after Ethan Hawke starts figuring all this stuff out, he knows about Bagul, all these things, all this crazy. But what he doesn't know and what they come to find out, the story is, is that and this is the weird part, that Bagul can only only takes action when you've lived in the house of the last family (laughs) that he's done for murdered Mm. but it doesn't take action until you so you have to live there but then you have to move then 
he strikes and the, and, and the child strikes. Now you're probably asking what, why, what the, so the reason for that is obviously so that it can act like it's a continuation. You can't just be in the, I mean, you could be in the same house, but that's not really fun. Right. Because Ethan Hawke is, is placing these, these murders across the country because these families are apparently people just move across state all the time. I, I, you know, not, not here in St. Louis usually, but you know, this family came from St. Louis. They came all the way from in LA or wherever they're at. And, and then they move. So the idea is that, you know, it keeps the story bouncing around, but in order to, here's the question, Foshi, how do you get the, if that's your storyline, how do you get the family to move? Well, it's not just purely because he's so afraid of these things. Something has to happen to make them actually take action and move. And this is my problem. The way that they drive that is by saying and showing that the ghosts of the previous children are essentially haunting this house to drive them to move to the new location. That doesn't happen until an hour in. So the whole the whole first hour, you have like it's not a I mean it is a haunting movie, but now you realize that the children are doing a lot of the setup because you know they had the movies turned on and they're throwing stuff out of the attic and all kinds. So you think it's Bagul. It's not Bagul. Bagul is just chilling in the background. He's having these children do it. Right. But what they do is they show these ghosts kind of running through the house and they're behind Ethan Hawk and he can't see them because they're ghosts, you know? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, we, we got to move. We, we got to get out of here. This, this, this place is crazy, you know? And I get it that you have to do it for the story, but I don't love it. I don't think it was super well done. I, I don't like the children. They're all ghosts and they're all like doing their own like weird things, you know? Hmm. And that's fine. That's fine. But, it, but for you, it was effective. And, and that, that is the important part here. So here's my last thing, and I'll sum it up, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going long here, nope. but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it back to you. My problem is, is that at the end, when Ethan Hawke realizes what's going on, the way that he realizes it is that, guess what? They move to the new house, and then he finds another box. And the box is extended versions. And you know what the extended versions of all those films are? It's actually showing the children who, after they murder their family, they stand in front of the camera, and they do this dumb-ass pose <laughs> where they put their finger over their mouth like a shush sign. Like if you've ever seen somebody in basketball shoot a dagger three and they walk down the court and they're shushing the crowd, that's what these kids do. Why? I don't know. It was, I thought it was dumb as hell. It took me out of it. And especially they made these kids do these weird-ass stances. Like the one – they like bend their back backwards and they're supposed to be creepy. I thought it was really not well done. That was the one part it like took me out. I was like, oh, I do not like that at all. But once they realize all of these things, the only thing is left. And this is what I'm very curious to, to hear from. Oh, 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 here's my last pick before I get into the ending. Mm. The last thing that I have a problem with is that this is supposed to be an ancient deity who over different forms of media and different centuries has had this power. But yet we only know of six children and it's only been for the last few years. <laughs> There's true. no other children that, you know, no 1800 children, mm. no mm. 1700 children. Bagul wasn't doing his thing for a couple hundred years. Like I, I'm confused on that. You know what I mean? I, the other thing that really bugged me was when Ethan, and this is very, this is very nitpicky. So I'm sorry, everyone, but Ethan Hawke, when he starts watching these films, he gets very stressed out. He's like very scared, you know? And so he immediately starts drinking. He starts mm -hmm. drinking whiskey and his wife references. Oh no, he's a writer. He's drinking whiskey bad as well god we've done this before <laughs> and he drinks whiskey every time and then he's chugging the bottle he's like oh my god this is so hard to watch you know it's like okay yeah i got you but there's one part at the very end when he learns what bagul is from the professor he is so stressed out that he's just smoking his, he's just cheaping a sick he's ripping and it bugged me because it's like not one reference of this guy smoking at all i've watched an entire movie of this guy super stressed out his life's falling apart and now all of a sudden you're just going to pull a cig out of nowhere. I thought that was a cop out. I'm sorry. I thought that was a cheap cop out, but it all ends with, guess what? He moved. He followed the trait. Ends up RIP and just doesn't make it. Yeah. And the film ends. Here's my biggest regret or my biggest pet peeve. The film should have ended 10 minutes earlier. There is one shot where after his daughter kills everyone, the walls are all bloody mm. and there's one shot looking at her all the way down the hallway in the dark and she creeps around the corner and she's just like standing there and i loved it i thought it was fantastic they should have ended there it didn't what ended up happening is she walks all the way down the hallway and then all the children behind mm. her stand behind her like okay now we're gonna take you into the movie now and it shows them transport and i was just like <sighs> 
So it's a love-hate relationship. I just didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was very effective before that. I think there was just some decisions that they could have, and I think they would have maybe cut out if they did it again. Don't know. This is me as a regular viewer. What do I know? But I'm curious, Foshi, after all of that, that's a very long-winded reasoning. Did the ending hit you a certain way? Did anything that I say stick out to you a certain way? Did you feel a vibe one way or another? Agree, disagree? Any thoughts in general? Yeah, I thought the, you know, I, thinking about the ending now um, that you mentioned it. Yeah, it is kind of weird that I, I legitimately didn't think about like, oh, there's only like six kids and they're all from like the last like 30 years or whatever. It, it didn't. But yeah, when he was talking to the professor, they were talking about, yeah, that the ghoul goes back to whatever the 1600s or the 1800s. And it's like, yeah, where are the, like this just now started happening. You just like decided to wake up and and start doing this again. And I guess maybe my other thing is like, and maybe it's just, I'm just thinking about it too much, but like, I guess, and he's an ancient deity, so there might not be a reason, but like, what <laughs> was his purpose? Like just to cause mayhem and just like to kill people. Like, that's what he wanted to do. Like, he didn't really have, like, just wanted to. Didn't explain. Yeah. Just, just kind of went, just kind of went, you know, it, 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 you know, when you have deities, like you said, you, yeah, there's kind of, it just kind of is what it is, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of happens. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, the, the found footage was, it was a very interesting and cool like i guess i liked the story it was a cool story i thought it was a cool it was it was well done i liked it but it, it's just a horror elements for me um it just completely like ruins the next few days for me usually um so it's not something that i'm super into love ethan hawk um one of i, I that's that's another thing that i might have to do is just like go back and just like rewatch all ethan hawk movies just to watch them all because i mean there has to be just some some great ones that we've never seen but Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't know if we really needed the, it's just cause his life has changed, but like the whole like kids killing people, it was, it was just kind of, the whole thing was kind of weird to me. And I, I just didn't really think the whole twist was like super interesting or like super like necessary. I thought it just could be like this ancient deity and, uh, this was just kind of what he did, but uh, you know, again, everybody has I, their own thing. I everybody kind of does their own stuff too. Yeah. But, yeah I hear you. I, yeah, absolutely. I hear you. And, uh, you know, I think that to your point, I think that it might it was not necessarily like the most groundbreaking, whoa, mind blowing. I think I think it was effective, but I just think that there were some choices that really could have solidified it as, wow, that was well done. And I yeah. just don't know if we fully executed down, 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 down the end. But overall, it's something that this is a movie that I would always recommend. You're not this is not going to be on your your, you know, necessarily your 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 favorite list. It is on my favorite list, even with. The first half is so good to me, and I enjoy it so much, I should say, that I, I can live with the, 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 the nitpicking. And I think that if you go watch, like, the most highest rated, you know, it's not going to be on the ratings, but I think that, like, peer voting and stuff, I think mm. this is going to be on a lot of, like, maybe not top 10s, but definitely top 100s, absolutely should be top 100s. I think it could be top 25. I mean, it, it's a good, solid movie. Here's my, here's my rating. I gave it a four out of five stars. And mm. this is because you only give me five stars. I hate this. I want decimal ratings. So yeah, what that yeah. is on a percentage, I, like I said, I always break it down to a percentage that is 80%. But really what I would give it is somewhere around the 85 to 87 range. You know, you're not quite in the 90 territory because those are all timers, but it's right there. I mean, this is, this is a top 10 pick for me. So it's big. Mm. Here's my rating. Um, four out of five. And I gave it a review of saying this. All-time classic for me. One of my favorite sound design and composing projects. Gets a little cheesy at the end, but the first hour is, is as good as it gets, mm -hmm. which kind of sums everything up. So to recap, here we have Hamilton, one of the most widely known and popular Broadway plays of all time. The movie, though, on Disney+, Plus, you can still go check that out. That is extremely high rated. It was a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and obviously just an all-time classic when it comes to Broadway's. Uh, place I should say and then you have Sinister who not so much on the high rating side we're looking at a 63% from Rotten Tomatoes but what I would consider to be a top 10 horror movie for me personally it's an easy going definitely easy entry but very well done except for some parts in the end <laughs> well done horror movie with Ethan Hawke you can't and Fauche said I mean you're gonna be mad at Ethan Hawke I mean yeah. come on the guy, the guy's an all-star right all in all pretty good deal i would say we both experimented we both tested each other a little bit there's more to come but we're not giving away what the next deals mm. are so what's going to happen is we're going to do those outside of the microphone and then we'll come back and we'll kind of evaluate and talk about what those decisions were i'm excited to see what happens there but before we go away Foch, anything last words anything that you'd like to summarize or just kind of chat about before 
we head on to the next. No, it's good to be back. Um, it's been too long. We're, like I said, whether it's every week, every other week, um, we're definitely going to be getting back on the mic together a lot more. And who knows, we might get the gang back together more often too. I know everybody else is, is ready to roll. Um, but no, it, it was, I love the deal. I think it's a great idea. Um, shout out to you for the idea. I think it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I, I've, I'm creating a letterboxed list that I'm going to start adding stuff to that I, when I watch or just old stuff that I remember that, that I'm going to do. Um, so who knows? We could go, you know, one of these episodes in a month or two months, we might hop on. It might be a deal episode and you're in for a treat. Um, other than that, we're, we're going to keep the train rolling with the classic going off topic uh, ideas, island episodes, uh, you know, death matches, all, all those random weird stuff that we always do. We're going to come back with those. So I have everybody stuck with us. Um, we're going to be back. Great to be back on the mic. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time already. Yes, absolutely. Tell the people how to get a hold of you if they want to reach out about their their, their sinister and uh, and or Hamilton comments, feedback. Yeah. If uh, if you want to let us know what you thought about Sinister or Hamilton, or if you have the listeners, um, something that we should watch to do a deal on, uh, let us know. Goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. That's goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. Again, I mentioned earlier, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Going Off Topic Podcast, we're there. Give us a like, give us a follow, shoot us a message. Always looking for new uh, new conversations and content there. Of course, you know, head over to anythingincredible.com to get all your network needs. Uh, everybody's, you know, I know it's, the holidays are officially over. We're in a new year. I think it's everybody's uh, new year goal to do more pods. That's definitely ours. So we're going we're gonna to do that. So anythingincredible.com. Wherever you're listening right now, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating and review if you can. Shout out to Visitor Beats for the intro and outro groove. And back, as always, keep it off topic.